Hey, everybody, if you want to tell the world something or sell the world something, head on over to Squarespace because they're going to help you build the website of your dreams. Say you want to sell some custom merch. Well, you can set up your online store, whether you sell physical, digital, or service products. Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. So go to squarespace.com stuff right now, and you will face a free trial. And when you get ready to launch, use our offer code STUFF, and then you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. How could you go wrong with Squarespace? Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh. There's Chuck. There's Jerry. This is Short Stuff, the Creepsville Halloween Week edition. <laughs> That's right. And before people get started with this one, if you're in a place where you are not uh, going to endanger the life of someone else because you're driving a car, mm-hmm. just pull out the old phone or the old laptop or the old tablet. The old Newton. The old Newton. <laughs> and just do a little image search for Robert the doll. Because mm-hmm. I just think knowing what Robert looks like going into this is kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. And you're going to be presented with a couple of different images because they made a movie based on Robert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. One of them is like so overly stylized. It's not at all scary. Creepy mm-hmm. looking, sure. But the one that's like, <laughs> yeah. holy cow, no one could ever come up with that. Like, 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 it's just too scary and creepy on its own. That's the real Robert. The one with just part of a face, basically. <laughs> yeah, the modern one looks like a ventriloquist dummy. Yes. And is clearly more modern. The other one looks like an antique sort of faceless uh, death child. Yeah. And indeed he is not necessarily a death child, but he is an antique because um, Robert was the toy and actually lifelong friend and companion (laughs) (laughs) of a boy named Robert Eugene Otto. And Robert Eugene Otto, who went by Gene, moved with his family right before the turn of the 20th century to Key West, Florida. And he brought with him his doll, this three-foot, straw-filled, cork-faced doll named Robert, um, which had been a gift from his grandfather, right? That's right. Uh, His granddad thought it would be funny and fun, uh, I guess much like the father in Gremlins. Oh, yeah, good to, to wreak havoc on a family by bringing home a gift from someplace far away. And I believe he went on a trip to Germany and got this doll that was manufactured by the Stief Company, uh, who the maker of teddy bears. But this was not a toy that was ever sold. So the best they can reckon is that it might have been something that they made to like put in a, a window display or something. Yes. Um, maybe to help sell teddy bears. And the thing with Robert is he you know, he kind of looks kind of creepy in his little sailor's outfit. It's it's all about that that nothingness of the face, though, really. Yeah, they think that collection of dolls he was a part of were clowns and jesters. So they think he actually originally was a Harlequin jester. Okay. And I read a 1989 Palm Beach Post article about him, <laughs> and they made reference to a photograph from, I guess, the early 1900s, and they, they describe him as je- dressed up as like a Harlequin jester. So, And they said it's not a very pleasant photograph, right? Yeah, sure. You mentioned he's wearing a sailor suit, and he and he definitely is. And he's been wearing that sailor suit for over 100 years now. But the sailor suit originally belonged to Gene. Gene said, here, Robert, this is a hand-me-down. I'm not wearing this anymore. I want you to be sailor boy for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that demonstrates the kind of closeness that Gene had with Robert. Yeah. Um, Gene has all the hallmarks of an only child, but apparently did have siblings uh, because Gene, like, 
you know, I think a lot of times only only children have a can have a more rich uh, imaginary life when they're little, yeah. um, making up imaginary friends and things like that. And in Gene's case, he it was kind of a combination of both. He made up an imaginary friend in a way, uh, but it actually had a physical manifestation in in Robert. But Robert, you know, he would apparently they would uh, his family and then people that would uh, that worked with them would hear them. It, well, not them. Hear him in the room, Gene, having both sides of a conversation as Gene and Robert quite often. Or was it Gene? Right, exactly. So, yeah, and the reason why stuff like that started to be reported to the Otto family parents, uh, I also read like a plumber heard um, Robert giggle. Um, the, the people would say that he could make things move on his own. Mm-hmm. And you never saw him doing it. It's just like, hey, that... Robert was not sitting in that chair, you know, this morning. Oh, the plumber heard Robert? Yes, that's what he said. Oh. That's what the plumber claimed. Of course, he but showed the, his butt crack, so. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and that's why Robert giggled. Yeah. So um, the reason people were talking about Robert like this is because he had already gained a reputation as being kind of playfully mischievous, right? Right. Um, and part of the reason he got that reputation is because whatever Gene did wrong that he would get caught doing, he would blame Robert for. Very common. Yeah, which is, it's also very cute too, right? But then there were stories about how, you know, Gene's parents heard him screaming in the middle of the night one night and came running in to find the whole room trashed and Gene curled up in a ball in the corner. Yeah. Um, and he blamed Robert for tra- trashing the room. Um, so it quickly escalated as far as the, the legend goes um, from, you know, hey, Robert wasn't sitting in that chair to Robert's now costing us money because we're going to have to replace that nightstand. Right. <laughs> Uh, All right, I think that's a good break because we're going to pick up with uh, uh, time passing and adult Gene, who surely doesn't have this doll anymore after he grows up, right? We're going to cover that right after this. Hey everybody, it's time you heard about Squarespace. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own website. Whether it's an online course or custom merch, Squarespace has you covered. That's right. Courses is a great program. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with a powerful Fluid Engine editor. That's right. With Fluid Engine, which is a next-generation website design system, by the way, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. That's right. And don't forget the commerce side, because after that, you can charge a one-time fee, or you can even sell a subscription. Yeah. So turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. And right now, go to squarespace.com slash stuff for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code STUFF to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There's still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI, and Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI and revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode... 
Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more, while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we've gone forward in time now. I think that works. <laughs> it seems to have because Gene looks way older yeah. and paunchier than he did when he was a boy. So, yes, I think we're into somewhere in like maybe the 1950s. And by this time, Gene has super grown up. Um, he has gone off to Chicago and Europe Paris even, to study becoming a painter. Uh, He's developed quite a name for himself in Key West where he stuck around. And he also got married to a very understanding woman named Ann Parker. Well, why was she understanding? (laughs) (laughs) She's understanding, Chuck, because one of the things that was a constant in Gene's life is Robert. Gene still hung out with Robert. Robert was still Gene's best friend. That's right. Still hanging out with Robert. Gets married to Ann Parker, uh, who was, I think, a a jazz pianist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's a creative sort. He was a painter. She's like, a little eccentric is uh, my husband, and that's fine. I don't love Robert being around, but this is our lot in life. Uh, He inherited Gene, I guess, and Robert, inherited Mm -hmm. the house on Eaton Street in Key West. And they called it, they renamed it the Artist House. Yeah, And it was just a, it was sort of a well-known and still is kind of a well-known house in Key West because, like you said, he did make a name for himself. Like, if you if you look up uh, Gene Auto Art, like, it, you know, there's, there's stuff out there. Yeah, I get the impression that Robert really helped push along the fame yeah. of Gene, though, too, you know? <laughs> I'm not sure it That's was good the other way around. Yeah. But you can tell, like, Gene clearly loved his childhood because he he stayed in his boyhood home. Mm-hmm. He kept his boyhood best friend, Robert the Doll. Yeah. Um, but he managed to add a wife to the mix, too. And, and you know, yes, yeah, she was Remarkably. definitely— yeah. she, she would put up with the fact that Robert was a part of their life. But there's a, a couple of stories. Um, one is that she was like, okay, Robert can live here, but can we just, like, keep him in the attic— and Gene agreed to that, and they started keeping Robert in the attic. That surprised Another, me, frankly. Okay. Well, then you're going to like this alternative story. The other story is that um, Gene built a room for Robert in the attic and furnished it with Robert-sized toys and Makes furniture. Makes much more sense, yeah. <laughs> and it was Robert's room. Like, this attic was Robert's room. Now, technically— those two stories are not mutually exclusive. And I'm guessing if you put them together, you probably come close to the truth. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense because um, I definitely don't see Gene just being like, sure, I'll just chunk him in the attic. Yeah. Um, but if I build him a very special place, that's <laughs> right. a whole different story. So uh, the the and, you know, a lot of this is uh, obviously legend and lore because some really spooky things that don't make sense. Uh, continue to happen with Robert the doll. Like people walk by and they see Robert the doll sitting kindly in a rocking chair in the original bedroom window. Uh, and apparently Gene would come downstairs and be like, Robert, you're not supposed to be down here. Mm-hmm. And then would take uh, Robert back up into the fashioned attic room. 
Yeah, and then again, he'd find Robert sitting in the rocking chair in the window of his bedroom Not downstairs again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, th- this is just kind of how life was in the artist's house. And then Gene passed, and um, Anne continued living there um, with Robert uh, until a little before she died. She sold the house before she died in 1974 to a woman named Myrtle Reuter. And um, this is why I think Anne is actually a good person. As part of the sale, Jean's dead. As part of the sale, uh, Myrtle was required to leave Robert and the attic room that belonged to Robert alone. (laughs) That was part of the real estate deal. And um, and what's even cooler is that Myrtle said, all right, I can do that, and actually abided by it. Yeah, and I think abided by it because, you know, part of the legend we didn't really talk much about is that um, Robert, like if you like if you cross Robert, bad things might come your way. Sure. And there aren't any like huge examples of, you know, because he was more mischievous and supposedly not a truly evil doll. But for instance, in the mid-90s, Robert finally moved to a museum, the East Martello Museum. Mm-hmm. And you would, uh, as, as you know, sort of the fun of visiting, you were supposed to ask permission to take a photograph of Robert before you did so. And then if you didn't, then bad things might happen. Yeah. And uh, there was a – who was that person? Was that just like a historian that's listed uh, in the story? I think that's the director of the, the – um Artist's house, bed and breakfast. Okay. So this person went uh, shrinking ghost. Not a bad name no. for this story. Goes by and says basically like, hey, I couldn't even ask this doll for permission because it was, you know, it felt kind of silly. So I didn't do it. I took a picture with my digital camera and the pictures uh, did not come out. Only a few pictures that I took were even on it. And then I was not able to save pictures anymore ever again on this camera. Yes. So, hmm, was it Robert? <laughs> right. But that's one of the main reasons they tell you to ask his permission first or else he's going to mess your camera up. Yeah, wreck your digital and, camera. <laughs> right. So, Yumi and I actually did that. We've, we've been there. We've met Robert before years ago. Oh, I didn't know We went that. to Key West. Yeah. And we asked his picture or we asked his permission to take his picture and Good it thing. turned out. Yeah. Um, but the, the one of the neat things, I think, is that, that in the Fort East Martello Museum, where he's resided since 1994 and just kept getting more and more famous, the person who donated him was Myrtle Reuter, who even after she sold the artist house, took Robert with her and then just took care of him for the next 20 years until she handed him off to the museum. I love so you it. can definitely, like, go see Robert at this museum. There's a, It's actually a really neat museum on your way into or out of Key West. Yeah, and as far as the movies go, uh, they're very low budge. There was mm-hmm. They started out, I say they because somehow there have been four sequels, uh, but they started out in 2015 with just Robert uh, and very seemingly loosely based on the story. I think the... The autos are in the story, but it's not, um, I don't think it's a period thing. Mm-mm. And again, they, you know, it's a little, it's way more like Chucky the doll or something than this sort of antique looking guy. Just not as charming as Chucky. Yeah. And then three more sequels to follow. Uh, I did watch and I encourage anyone to watch the latest sequel trailer uh, from just a few years ago called Robert Reborn because it just goes, it, the story goes in some crazy directions, is all I'll say. <laughs> Um, So I saw on Culture Crypt, their initial um, review of the first movie, Robert, Mm -hmm. they they said that um, that the production company responsible has budgets barely bigger than the cost of a Chipotle burrito. (laughs) (laughs) 
So unkind, but so true. Yeah. It is very clearly low budget. But they're, I mean, they made these sequels, so somebody's watching this stuff. For sure. For sure. Or at the very least, somebody's financing them. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, big ups to Allison Troutner and HowStuffWorks.com yeah. for some help with this, along with other great things and Josh's own lived experience. Yeah. And if you ever get a chance, go down to the Fort East Martello Museum on your way in or out of Key West and go visit Robert. And since uh, we talked everything we could about Robert, we're done. And short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.